Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the US. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. In today's podcast, we're talking about mentors that changed our lives. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com. Hey, everybody. This is Andrew McCauley. Welcome to the AYB podcast. This is number 99. Pair of nines. We are nearly there at the famous 100. And today we're going to dig in and reveal who are the people that have been really influential in our lives up until about now. So uh, we're going to show those, we're going to name those people so you can check them out as well. Of course, Heather Porter, you are here. Hello. Hi, Andrew, and hello, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this. This is a uh, a topic that you and I both love to find out who's who are people's mentors. You know, we've got yeah. mentors ourselves and people that have you know, change the way we think, I guess, and the way we do things. And it's always good to hear when you listen to people talk and they uh, talk about the people that influenced what what they did, the decisions they made and how things turned out for them. And I love listening to that. You know, I often read books from um, if somebody talks about a specific person that they've really got a lot out of, I'll go and find out if they've written a book and read it. So I'm exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, and I and I think you and I haven't even not not even shared our mentors actually nope. for this call. So we haven't done a lot of sharing and notes here for this call, but I think we'll have a lot of the similar or same people um, as mentors, but probably for different reasons. Yeah, I think so too. So I'm excited to see who yours are. And um, I think anybody who's on a path to success and, and happiness and just fulfillment in life has mentors, has people that they learn from. Why would you try and do everything yourself anyway, right? So we're happy to share ours with you guys. Totally. Now, before we do that, though, what, yes. did, what did you learn this week? What happened? What's going on? Okay, so something I was actually really impressed by, actually. So I want to share that. Uh, There was um, Australia Day that happened just around the corner um, a few days back, and that's the equivalent of sort of the 4th of July for Americans, so you know. It's a big day, celebration, it's summertime, people got to the beach, barbecue, did all the Australian things. And um, what was really cool is when we got up in the morning, out on my driveway, there was an Australian flag, and it was sort of stuck into my lawn. you know, it was one of those, it was a pretty decent size, it was plastic, and it was just sort of stuck into my lawn. And I'm like, hmm, that's cool. And then what I recognized is that it was actually done to every single house in my neighborhood. And I'm in a pretty big neighborhood. And thought, wow, that is, who's done that? So looked on the back of the flag, and there's a little unobtrusive sticker. So nothing like, look at me, look at me, but a little nice little white sticker. And it said, a little gift to you from Ray White, which is a, a really well-known real estate franchise over here in Australia. And it was the local Ray White um, office that did that. Now, what was cool about that is they did the same thing back in Halloween. So Halloween is is something I really miss living in Australia because it was yeah. you know so big in America. Yeah. And What's happening over here is it's slowly starting to take off in some of the suburban neighborhoods, but not everybody participates. So Ray White put 
a little envelope in everybody's mailbox with a re- um, orange balloon. And the idea is that you put the balloon up on your house if you're participating in trick or treat. So just something that they, what they're doing is brand awareness and they're being really um, lovely recognizing the holidays and they're making all the homeowners um, or, and renters lives easier in our particular neighborhood. So what do you think that's going to do for them? It, of course, front of mind, right? When you're thinking about selling a home or looking for a house, Ray White. No, nothing to do with selling homes, but it's nope. one of those things that's just out there to say, hey, we're going to give you some value. We're going to give you a balloon or a flag. Um, it'd be interesting to see what the next holiday is. When's the next holiday? Probably Easter, right? Yeah. And yeah, uh, I wonder if they can do anything like that. That's interesting. I know. I thought it was really cool. It's the same sort of thing as, you know, we talk about online funnels where you deliver great content. This is their way of doing it offline. They're just kind of just dropping little reminders that they're around. I thought it was just creative. Well, do you think, was that, I know um, Ray White is a national company. Do they, mm-hmm. did all the other offices do that, do you know, or is it just your one? Your local Doubt it. One? Doubt it, because I've moved around a great deal over here and I've never seen that before, so... Mm. Probably the local one, but you know, if it's a franchise setup or license setup, I'm not sure. But the owner of that particular, you know, um, division or office would have decided to do it. And wow, made it. interesting. What about you? What have you come across? You know, I I come across a uh, interesting figure, stat, okay. and and I've sort of heard this before, but it's now growing, and some new stats have just come out for 2014 last year, um, that the wealthiest. One percent of the world will soon own more than half of the wealth in the entire world. One percent. One percent currently owns forty-eight percent. In two thousand and fourteen, they owned forty-eight percent of the world's wealth. In two thousand and nine, it was only forty-four percent. So it's risen four percent over the last, you know, four or five years. So um, I find that fascinating that there's so many people out there, and there's only one percent of them actually own half of it. <sighs> Kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know, sort of is an interesting thing. You know what it says to me straight off the bat is that there's definitely a money game. Mm-hmm. And once you know how to play it, you you just grow massively. Definitely. And you know what, I think uh, that may have come into one of our my mentors who I'll talk about mm. coming up, but that- that idea there is one of the uh, one of the ideas that I got a long time ago. I'm not in the one percent yet, but uh, but it's something that I you know I've got that in my mind space to think about. But um, yeah, I just thought those new figures that came out recently. And I thought, wow, that's um, very interesting of what's going on out there. So yeah. Mm, interesting. I want to start. I want to start with my first mentor because what you just said, it's not, it, it's in your mind. Didn't you just say it's kind of in my mind? So I want to start. So this whole topic sort of came to me based on something I'm listening to right now at night. So I'm listening to this little um, videos on YouTube right now. And it's by my very first, I guess, influential person that came across my path. And that is Wayne Dyer. You know who he is, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> okay, so when I was 18, I graduated from high school and I went to Hawaii on a grad trip with a girlfriend of mine. And one of the um, guys that was sort of like the leader of the the group of us crazy grads, he was reading the book, You'll See It When You Believe It. Mm. And that was one of Wayne's, one of I think his second best-selling book. And he gave it to me and he said, you got to read this. I thought the title was actually um, miswritten. <laughs> You'll see it when you believe it. What? So, and I and I read it and I thought, wow, really interesting. So, just he he was a really pivotal moment in my life. And right now, I'm trying to sort of 
get back on track. I mean, all of us go up and down, you know, with sort of be living reactive versus living proactive. And I'm wanting to step more into proactivity and, and planning where I want to go. So I'm listening to his stuff. And just one really good takeaway of that right now is, um, and it's so simple, is your thoughts expand. So, and they expand into reality. So if you're focusing on the fact that you don't like a certain client, then suddenly that client is going to be all consuming and that mm. thought is going to be all consuming. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you don't want that, do you? No, and I know I had I had that going through through me quite a bit last yeah. year. So, yeah. um, so he's he's my very first one that I remember. It was quite a, a moment for me. Awesome, awesome. So you, you. you want to play one for one? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. And if you have the same one, let me know. Okay, yeah, cool. So I, I, one of my very first ones, um, I'm not sure if he's listening or not, but was one of my <laughs> early bosses when I was back in hospitality. Okay. You know, when I was in hospitality, I was in, I was in, for those that don't know, I was in hospitality for 17 years. I was managing hotels and um, I had a number of different bosses throughout that time, especially in the early part. But um, I had a lot of bosses that would teach me stuff in pubs, you know, how to, how to do things in pubs and that sort of thing. But um, Rod Clark, hello Rod, if you're listening, but Rod was one of my first, first bosses that taught me the business side of hospitality. You know, really looking at figures, looking at numbers, looking at what is happening with the business. You know, it's all good to have a lot of people in your pub or in your bar or in your, in your bistro, but if they're not spending the right money or it's costing you too much money to service those people, then you're wasting your time, you know? And that's, that's so true in any business, really, even internet business, you know, you can have as many thousands of followers on Twitter if you want, if you want but if none of them are doing anything, what's the point? So yeah. Rod was one of those first people that really taught me um, uh, about Excel, how to use Excel. I was just going to say, budgets. did he teach you? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. So, you know, we, we really learned, I really learned a lot about Excel spreadsheets and how to make those numbers work and how, what to look for in, in business, you know, from a standpoint of profits and that sort of thing. So um, as well as dealing with a lot of people too, he was very, um, he was very clever, very smart, and uh, and you know I learned a lot from from him. And then that, I was able to take that on and learn bits and pieces from other people going forward. But it was one of the first people that I, that really showed me the whole enchilada, if you like, mm-hmm. of working in hospitality, not just being able to serve patrons, you know, a nice looking beer sort of thing. So there, he was one of my first ones. So you've met, I think you've met him, and we've done yeah. I've done some stuff with him a while ago, but yeah, so that's one of my first ones. He's still in host, in hospitality and, uh, and I still speak to him regularly. So there you go. That's my first one. Like that. That's good. Okay, yes. my turn. Go. go. <laughs> All right. So um, I don't really recall many influential people as I was sort of in the 18 to 24-year-old bracket of my life, but my first job was with Tony Robbins out of university. I was I went to San Diego State University. I got a degree in international business, and um, I basically thought, right, so now I have to find a job. So I uh, started looking for work, and I saw this thing in the newspaper and the classifieds back in the days when we didn't have you know Seek and Monster and all those and LinkedIn jobs. I uh, it said Robbins Research International. I had no idea. I thought, oh yeah, it's a t- it's a think tank. It's international. I'm in. So I went for an interview. 
And they showed me this video um, during I sort of made it through phase two in the hiring process. And they showed me a video of Tony Robbins. I'd never heard of him before. I was one of those rare cases where I didn't even know who he was. And I got a job with him rather than the other way around, with uh, which 90% of the company uh, knew who he was first and desperately wanted a job. Right. So I got a job with him thinking, oh, my gosh, who is this guy? And I was very skeptical. I, I'm a bit of a skeptic. And, I, you know, I thought, oh. You know, I don't know, it's kind of rah-rah. But over time of working with the guy, um, I actually, I remember one time I actually went to one of his events as just part of what you do as an employee. I came home and my eyes were really opened and I started questioning my peer group because he teaches a lot of, you know, your your life is sort of an average of the, the five people that you spend your time with the most. Mm. And I started questioning my the people in my you know inner circle at that point and started um, shifting my life quite a bit. And I think that he's actually the reason why I moved to Australia because I woke up one day and I thought, I don't really like my peer group and I, I'm not going anywhere. So I should just make a big change. So he gave me sort of the courage or, or just hanging around him gave me the courage to do that. So that's my number two. I, uh, I've got him on my list as well, actually. Uh-huh. I think but, most people do. Well, you know, it's funny no. because I I, I, uh, I came across him. I had never heard of him either. Um, yeah. I was in hospitality in 2002. And uh, I had two of my staff said to me, oh, we're going away to an Anthony Robbins event. Um, can we have time off? And I'm like, who? What are you talking about? And I said, oh, it's his, he does personal development. I'm like, don't say that out loud around here, you know, because that's all sort of a bit of a woo-woo sort of thing. And working in hotels, you really don't see a lot of that no. back then. And they said, oh, you know, he's on he's on all the late night infomercials. And because I was working in hotels, I'd get home at 3 a.m. So I'd turn on the TV and I actually purposely looked for infomercials and there he was. And I'm like, hey, this guy's pretty interesting. I've, I've got a fascination with him somehow, but I'm not really keen on telling all my friends about it because it's a little weird. <laughs> so anyway, the next year that he was in town, I bought tickets to go and my girlfriend at the time had booked a trip, a trip over to Adelaide with some friends on a big party sort of drinking weekend. And she's like, come on, we're going. I'm like, I can't. I'm going to this event, <laughs> event in Sydney. And she's like, we, we can't go there because we're going out to party. I'm like, this guy and he's only here once once every year. I think I need to go. Was it Unleash the Power Within? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Firewalker yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I went to that event and it was, you know, it was one of the most full-on things I've ever seen in my life uh-huh. at that stage especially. And, and it really did just change change the way I looked at everything. And from there that changed. That was almost like a um, string, you know, getting cut with beads. It was once you cut that, that string, everything started falling in place after that. So that was one of the first things that I'd heard about um, from him. So there you go. That's how I saw it. And that's how it started changing me. You know what people always would say to me, what was it like working with him? And and what does he really actually teach those that had no idea, you know, who he was? Um, And I would say, basically, he's, he's an emotional, very powerful person on and off stage. He was always the same on and off stage, which is a bit as far as his power, like if you come into his boardroom, I remember one time I was there and um, he was incredibly, it's like he's on stage just hanging out with five of his employees. Yeah. Uh, the second thing I say is that he basically is the greatest teacher of common sense because we all just kind of forget things mm-hmm. that are real basic about mm-hmm. how to have success and happiness and fulfillment and all that. And he just is a has a great way of reminding us how to do that. So um He's a cool guy. So I, I, listen, I listened to his tapes just before I went, went there. And you know what's funny? I'm listening to him again now. This is 12 years later. I'm still listening to the same tapes. 
Yeah. Uh, and I'm listening to him. I listened to him the other day. So I'm listening to him still. So So you're visiting him and I'm revisiting Wayne Dyer right now. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> so um, the next one, I mean, and God, there's so many, you know, other people along the way, but these are the ones that really changed my my life. So yeah, yeah. this next one is actually kind of a, a duo, I would say. Um I was working in Australia. I got a job. I got a sponsorship in a company that um, went under. The directors basically fled the country and left me there, and I was going to have to get kicked out of Australia because there was no more company to sponsor me with a visa. So I had 30 days, and I remember – like, I, I, you know, I, during that time, I ended up getting married and that's a whole other story. But during that time as well, I had to I had to get work. And this company called Universal Events, which is, um, yeah, you'll, you know, as well, very well. So they, they approached me and they said to me, you know, we have this new speaker on our books that we're promoting. He's an American and he's over here. His name is Chris Howard. And um, we need help growing a crew program, something where we can have people that come and work at the events because we're going from 30 to, you know, 300 to 500 really quickly in the rooms. So I ended up meeting with um, Karen Corbin, who is the the head of Universal Events, and then um, and Chris Howard. And I ended up basically at that time, my whole life shifted once again. I went from sort of working for this this company is a bit dodgy to, <laughs> um, the, you know, and, and and went under to this company that was on the up and up, and it was going fast. It was a I know Chris used to say it's a freight train going forward. Get behind the train. Mm. And so what was pivotal for me at that moment is that I got to see huge parts of the world. I got to meet you. I got to start something called the Billionaire Adventure Club, which was one of my first pitches for a business, you know, to Chris and his investors and promoters. And I learned a great deal about thinking big and um, what it was like to live and work on the road and meet really interesting people. So for him, I I guess my biggest lesson with that was just – I thought about obstacles differently and I thought about branding and, and building businesses and systems a lot differently and a lot bigger at that point. Yeah. Well, he's yeah, definitely on my list too. Obviously I worked there for a little, for a little time, for a long How time as well. <laughs> yeah. But you know, the, the way I got introduced to him was that I was at a, uh, at a speed reading class and then one of the guys who was teaching it said, I've got some tickets for this guy called Chris Howard he teaches NLP and I'd already been to Robbins and I'd loved NLP. And I thought, Hey, this is good. And these tickets were free. Come along. This is 2004 and, uh, come along and check it out. So this is two years after I've seen, seen Robbins. And, um, I thought, yeah, I'd love to go and see it. So I went and, and, um, saw it and enjoyed what I was looking at. It wasn't as full on as what Tony Robbins was, but it was still, it felt like it was longer lasting stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, um, then you know what then one thing led to another one i remember distinctly one of those those events i was still in hospitality and one of the what was one of my wishes was to travel the world and get paid for it i'm like as if that's going to happen that doesn't never happen in hospitality (laughs) and then literally within two years i was traveling the world for the next five getting paid for it and going to all sorts of countries and having all sorts of fun with great people so you know it was one of those things that was like wow I, i that's what i wanted had no idea on the how but it turned out so anyway Chris was one of those people that uh, taught me a lot about different, as you said, thinking big and really going for what you want to go for. Yeah, and just kind of believing it. Like- I mean, we we could tell. I mean, I could talk. We could talk an entire podcast about what we learned just through that experience. But oh, 
Um, yeah, we don't have a lot of time, but yeah. So that's uh, that's that's another one that's on my list for sure. That, I think yeah, I like what you said, thinking big. And the key for me from that takeaway was, which is where I'm trying to get back right now with my mindset, is that. Um, I didn't, I, I had no sort of obstacles. I just, at that point in my life, I was just like, if I want it, I'm just going to go create it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah so it's a pretty cool time. Next one for me was, this was sort of starting to happen when I was getting tired of living on the road. Cause you know, traveling and run, running events, huge events is, has a shelf life, I think for all of us just physically and emotionally and mentally. And, mm. um, so I remember that so Universal Events used to run these other sort of events called um, they had this one on called the Ultimate Marketing Seminar I think is what it was called, and um, I thought oh yeah okay I I want to I want to go to that so I ended up going they gave me the ticket went in and there was a speaker on the stage and his name was James Shrampko, and James was talking about his journey of basically leaving his his job at Mercedes Benz and starting to work in the internet full time. And I was fascinated by this because when I started with Tony Robbins, I actually started in IT and I was, I, I learned how to do web design and I, and I did sort of just different, I really had a fascination with computers and sort of that area. And I was also designing websites for my own side business that I did. Um, so I, I kind of was coming full circle at that point. And I remember just thinking, okay, this guy, what I like about him is he's really no nonsense. He's not hypey. And he was giving lots of really great teaching, like things that you could really take away from that event. So I actually signed up and bought his, his course <laughs> and I went to his course. And I think that that was the moment in my life. And I told him this as well, um, that I said to James, you know, that's the moment in my life where I exited events and went into online marketing. Mm. Yeah. Shrummers is on my Shrummers? list as well. We, <laughs> we often look at, uh, look at, see what, you know, what he's got. He's very, very, as you said, down to earth and, uh, just very approachable and, Lovely guy, and uh, certainly early in the piece when we were doing when we started autopilot your business, we were very close into what he was doing, and uh, because he was just a wealth of knowledge and still is, you know, it's great to have someone that's approachable, not egotistical, because there's a lot of those people in this in this market, unfortunately, um, but willing to share the information and uh, and and fully got that it's not about being hypey. Like we were in, you know, we were seeing these speakers all the time, and I'm. I'm going to guess at that event, there was other speakers that were really driving hard sales. People, I don't even remember who else was at well, that event. This is my point, right? <laughs> this is my point. There's yeah. people driving hard sales and run to the back of the room now before the earth dies and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but I know he is not like that. And uh, I've spoken on stage with him. He and I were speaking together in yeah. London at the at that event at that event the actually same, same event and, uh, and and in Egypt as well when which you were there as well and yeah. um yeah, very very down to earth very just a very approachable approachable guy um and if you haven't heard or seen him go and check him out uh superfastbusiness.com yeah highly recommend him good guy yep. was he your next one or do you have another one I, I have another one I've got a couple of others he was on there but I'll I'll go into it just so it doesn't look like I'm copying you all the time <laughs> Um, but along the internet marketing road, um, we've come across a pair of people. I'm going to say two people at once and you can, you can, uh, break them down a bit. Um, Perry Belcher. Yeah, I knew and, you would say that. And Ryan Dice. Now, Ryan Dice has been around for a long time, and he's the main, he's the main person at the front of Digital Marketer. Ryan, I've, um, I've been watching his stuff and learning from him for a long time, and uh, just a very young, not very young. He's a very approachable guy. Once again, down down to earth, very very clever. But I've got to say, Perry Belcher to me is one of the smartest marketers in the world. 
Um, and I'm not just talking online marketing, just in general. He has had a lot of experience about selling lots of different things, but he's very clever in the psychology of how people think. And uh, everything I can get of Perry's, I, I will, because I just think he's brilliant. And I love uh, I love studying what he's doing because it's just fascinating. And he's been a big influence on what I've, what I've been learning over the last five, six years, seven years. Yeah, look, I, you know what I... <laughs> my first introduction to him was at their traffic and conversion event that they do uh, their summit they do every year. Uh-huh. And, um, you, you, I kind of got turned on to these guys from you. You, you told me about him and I remember just thinking he's the coolest guy. Cause he came out on stage and he was drinking a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Perry. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. And I thought I like that because it's so real and it's so who he is and being in a background of working with so many speakers that all try and be exactly like each other. I thought this is the coolest guy ever. He comes out, he looked like a rockabilly and he had like a beer in his hand. It's like really cool. So, um, but yeah, genius with, with copywriting and sales, um, just understanding how to do sales online and things like that. I think he's definitely, I I watch him and I think, wow, Mm -hmm. one of the, one of those guys, you just think you, yeah, pivotal moment for me too. thinking differently about that. Yep. Dice and Ryan Dice as well. So, what I like about them. So they're business partners as well. And I look at them and I sort of see comparisons with them and us in a way that they're, they're, they're very different. They bring certain different sides to the business. And, um, and I like how they are together. Like they just have a chat when they're on stage or when they kind of work together, Ryan will do videos and Perry will write copy. And so from my perspective, I not only learn a lot of things about online marketing from them, but I also like to see how they sort of work together yeah. um, as a, as a unit, as, as, as a team as well to grow a business. Uh-huh. Definitely. So definitely. That's pretty cool. Um, who, who else? So one more person for me, I'll bring up from, a, uh, probably um, a learning that's not what you'd necessarily expect is Frank Kern. Mm-hmm. And Frank Kern is one of the old school online marketers. But what I actually learned the most from him is the power of video. He does the un- most unbelievable rock star videos. Like he gets the proper cameras in. He, he has really creative way of being in his car talking to you. He just kind of lets you into his life rather than standing there with a the teleprompter and looking really scripted. Mm. And so when I started to see him and how he did video, it got me thinking about using other industries in your business. And like in his case, he refers to, you know, the rock, the the musician um, music industry and, and Hollywood. And mm. he, he gets ideas from these other places. And that's when I started thinking, if I really want to get good ideas, I need to look outside as well. And um, so that's kind of my learning from him, which a lot of people say, oh, I learned how to do, you know, email marketing or whatever. But on the contrary, it was video from him for me. Wow, interesting. Yeah. He's the <laughs> ultimate cool dude, right? He's the, he's the surfer. <laughs> he's the surfer that's laid back. I mean, I, I saw him at a small event. There was 20 of us at a small event with him and uh, Kevin Nations. And uh, he came on stage in bare feet. <laughs> he, told me, he did the whole entire two days in bare feet. He didn't care. So he's just super cool. So <laughs> he's uh he's very uh very down to earth. But I I do like I do like his stuff. Um and, and he you know, he's been around for a long time and a lot of people have tried to copy what he's doing and that sort of stuff and I guess that's what it's about. But um he's always been regenerating new stuff and making it work. So yeah. yeah, he's on my list. But my my final person that I was going to mention is actually none of those uh, mm. internet marketers people. He, he actually, I went traveling in 98. I traveled around the world for an entire year. 
And uh, it was great. Learned lots about traveling. But when I came home, my brother said to me, um, hey, you've got to read this book by this guy called Robert Kiyosaki. Ah, yes. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm like, yep. yeah, or whatever. So anyway, <laughs> I read it and I'm like, wow, this stuff. And this goes back to my um, learning this week, you know, about the wealthiest 1% of the world. And going back to that book, that was – I can pin that book – uh, reading that book on the ultimate change for everything that went after that point because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I wasn't really into books or mindsets. It was, you know, he talked about mindset, obviously being financially free and that sort of stuff is a mindset that you need to adopt. And going through that book and it was then that started leading me on to other people that think differently. And <laughs> he had a whole lot of uh, different um, references for different people to go and investigate I think Robbins was in there at one stage, but I never really connected until these staff of mine went to Robbins' event. But that whole the whole concept of how to pay yourself first and how to look after money and that sort of thing really came from way back then. And you know, if it wasn't for that book, I don't know where I'd be now, really, to be honest with you. Yeah, I remember reading that as well. Mm, yeah, good one. I might have to go back and read it again, but I do love playing his cash flow game. It's an awesome game if you've ever seen that. It's a great game. <laughs> There's so many others out there, aren't there? I mean, like it's one yeah. of those things where once you sort of open your mind and remember all the, the the past pivotal moments, then suddenly, like for me, another five just popped in. But right. you know, the, I think those are the big ones that really sort of made my path go in certain ways. You know, so pretty cool. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, thank you. That's good. Now, no now before we go, we've got um, two things, a couple of shouts, and then next, our next. Our next podcast is number, a very special number. 100. Number 100. We've been doing this for three years. We should have done this. We should have got to 100 a year ago. But <laughs> we are uh, on a steam train and we are motoring through these podcasts now. We're doing them every week pretty much. So 100 is going to be a big event. So make sure you tune in for what we've got in store for our 100th episode. Yes. It's going to be fun, going to be fun. But before I do that, I've got a couple of shout-outs that I want to make for people who have been listening and posting reviews for us on nice. iTunes. So we – oh, whoops, hang on a minute. Where did that all go? I've just <laughs> – These are these are shout-outs for a couple of people that um, left us reviews on iTunes. Yes. Which we're really excited to um, to bring up with you guys. So, um, guys, by the way, we would love to have you come on over and drop us a line and say hello. Um, AYBpodcast.com is where you go. And this is episode 99. And um, look, you know, tell us who your mentors are. We always love finding out really amazing people doing amazing things. Um, so drop us a little comment and let us know. And sign up and make sure you don't miss any future episodes or subscribe on iTunes or iTunes iHeartRadio or Podomatic and Stitcher and all those good places that we are featured at. So um, you never meet, you never miss an episode and you don't miss episode number 100, which is what you want to uh, join us for, for sure. So Andrew, how are you going? Do you have the <laughs> yeah. shout outs? You know, I had them here and- Yeah, they're gone. They, they disappeared. They're gone. I'm serious that they've gone. Oh, well, maybe we'll have to save them from episode 100. <laughs> I think we might have to because I had them all lined up here and now I can't find them. God dang it. <laughs> well, guys, you're just going to have to tune in next time to see if it's you that we're going to say hello to. <laughs> yeah, really. I can't believe that they're gone when I'm looking for them. That's how technology works always, isn't it? Always the way. So, anyway, thanks, H. It's been good. Um, yeah. Look forward to uh, seeing you next 
podcast for a big one, number 100. Nice. And guys, thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelts securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the Internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com, or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.